all gas, no brake. We're going to be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Let's go, man! All right, and we're back. Jets White Podcast, fresh off of the home opener. Obviously not a good day for all involved with the New York Jets. We'll get right to it. But first, I want to check up on how my guys are doing. This is Jake, Sean, Lorenzo. Boys, one word to describe how you're feeling uh, after what transpired this weekend. Uh, one word? Wow. Disappointed. Yeah. I'll go with disappointed. Not surprised. Definitely not surprised. Yeah. But disappointed. Just felt uh-huh. like a slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> the fans were excited. It was loud. Yeah, know. it was. Just four interceptions. Boom. Yeah, I would say my word is just sad. You know, it's a very simple word. It's a <laughs> word you learn when you're a very young person, but sad is just, you know, it was somber. That's another word, too. Yeah, so I'll start it off here. So, First and foremost, the, we knew the day was going to be rough as soon as they decide to play the game because I think it was the first play. It was one of the first plays. Uh, Bourne, the Patriots receiver, has the ball, and I see the balls on the ground, and I see Marcus May up and celebrating with the ball. The place is erupting, and wait a minute. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to get the ball. You know, good field position. The crowd's all pumped up, and I go, what, what the hell's going on right here? I, I, the defense is still on the f- – what happened? And they apparently blew the play dead. And I'm almost confused. I'm looking at the replay that they're showing, and I thought, okay, you know what? They're looking at it to see if he fumbled the ball. No problem. We'll get the ball. And it's like they didn't even have a review or a discussion about it. It was just a foregone conclusion. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know what? If the Jets fumbled the ball, it would be with the Patriots right now. If any other team in the league fumbled that ball, nope, that we will have to review this. We're going to have to talk this over. Other team ball. Ha Jets turned it over. First play of the game. So there's that. And we need to be honest here. This coordinator, another terrible day. I don't care what ideas he could have. But, again, we're trying to do, like, this advanced arithmetic when we need to be doing just basic algebra. It's ridiculous. They're running the ball effectively all day. And Michael Carter, who, by the way, needs to get more touches, is slicing and dicing him. Michael Carter, Ty Johnson – even a little bit of Tevin Coleman. And, and this coordinator so quick to call these play-action boots where nothing could go right other than the quarterback getting confused and being hurried up and throwing the ball to the other team. It's ridiculous. Take the air out of the ball with the young quarterback. He just – he has no feel how to call a game whatsoever. And it, it's just really frustrating, man. So, yeah, obviously not a ton of positives. The offensive line played a little bit better. Um you want to take that with a grain of salt, of course. Of course, Morgan Moses was the Jets' best offensive lineman. He couldn't be in the damn lineup last week. So, And then there's the whole mess with Denzel Mims. So I'm sure you guys have a lot to say. But just uh, another another day at the office, man. Just so hard to be a fan of this team sometimes, I swear. Yeah, it's just – it's disappointing because, first of all, we ran for 150 yards in the ground, um, and I felt like – 
we should have scored more points in this game. Obviously, with the turnovers, I feel like the game would have been a lot different. Like our defense played pretty pretty solid, um, and only held them. I think held them to under three hundred yards total for the game. Yeah. Um, but they just got pretty good field positions because of turnovers. But um, just disappointing. Obviously, it's another tough game next week. Um, but just really think uh, Lafleur has to keep it simple on offense, even even in the preseason. Obviously, it's the preseason against different types of defenses, but I feel like the game plan was a lot smoother and, and it made a lot more sense um, than it is right now. Yeah, yeah he, he's I, treating this quarterback like he's Patrick Mahomes, it, bottom line. Yeah. It definitely does feel they gave Zach the keys to the whole playbook already, and he's trying to do too much. Like, that's what it looked like. Like, he wasn't even looking to make the easy throws. It, especially with the run game, you're playing the Patriots. They're going to try to confuse you a lot. Just make the easy throw. And it's definitely on the coordinator to coach that into him. Like, listen, we don't need you to step in, step in here and be Patrick Mahomes. Make the easy throw. We're establishing the run game and, and just do your job pretty much. Yeah, it seems like they had the correct game plan for their quarterback. I know that's been the cliche all week, but it's true. Did he throw the ball, Mac Jones, throw the ball over five yards the whole day? It, it felt like maybe twice. And the one time that he did, it was almost intercepted. So take that what you will right there. Coaching, we'll get to it when we do our new, you know, report card type segment to go over all the facets of the game. But coaching was terrible. Um, and how about an, another critique of this coordinator? We finally have a chance to score some points on the goal line. He calls three straight runs. Like, you're throwing the ball all day. We finally have a chance to put some points on the board. I get it. You've been running it effectively. But on third and about, I felt like, what was it, like four or something like that? And by the way, the kicker almost missed that kick. I thought he did originally. Um, and the kicker stinks, too. Um, <laughs> he, we're, we're back to not having a kicker. He, he stinks. Um, it was a nice little, you know, he didn't kick any field goals opening day. Um, but, yeah, no, no, no passes on the goal line. You, you want to throw it all day, but when we're on the goal line on third down, you can't throw one pass. So that was ridiculous and a little bit of like a waving of the white flag right there. Like, oh, we don't want to throw any more interceptions. So we're just going to, you know, just quit here. I mean, I forgot Adam Gase was coaching yesterday, but uh, no one wants to mention anything about that. Uh, so, yeah, that was embarrassing. And honestly, Zach's footwork yesterday was just terrible. It, it, it just did not look good whatsoever. And even the, the one throw that he made to Elijah Moore, that should be a touchdown. All right. I don't know. I know you were there, Sean. There was nothing but green yeah. grass. If he, he was lead, wide open. If he leads him there, he's gone. But Elijah Moore had to catch it kind of like over his shoulder and just make sure that he had the grab. And credit to Elijah Moore. He played a lot better. I was a little hard on him after opening day. But you could see that he was starting to kind of find his little groove in the offense. Um, Corey Davis, we need to have a discussion about because he played horrible. All right. He should have fumbled the ball um, on that other. I don't know if you guys saw that screen pass. It was probably when the game was out of reach. But. Uh, probably should have been a fumble. And then the interception, the second one of the game, the, the offense has good field position. We're driving down the field, a touchdown there. Everybody's feeling completely different about the game, and it hits off his fingertips. Like, bro, you're a captain of the team. You just got paid all this money. You have to make that catch. That's what number one receivers do. They don't – number one receivers don't drop balls that lead to interceptions. And arguably the first interception was his fault too. It wasn't all on Zach there. So brutal game for Corey Davis. And – just needs to be better, man. Just, just needs to be better. Bottom line. I thought the um, I thought the defense played really well um, on Sunday. They gotta intercept the football though. Two games, no interceptions. Those quarterbacks are playing are, are playing 
They're playing good football though. From, from from what from from first and second year plays. I'm I'm very impressed with with how good they've been playing. We thought they were going to be like losing us games, and it's the offense that's been losing it's us losing games. Us like, games. It's crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah, but they they need to force some more turnovers. I I that's the one critique I have with them. They haven't made that moment. I mean, they almost did. I mean, credit to them. They probably yeah. should have the first drive of the game, but. It's kind of like, you know, the offense needs needs a little bit of a spark here. You need to pick them up a little bit here. How about a defensive touchdown? How about a, a you know, a pick to set the offense up with, with great field position? How about we shift field position here? It's just they've been doing a good job, but I think people are confusing this like this is the uh, 2009 Jets defense right here. They've, they've, done, they've been average this year, I would say. Better than expected. Yeah, for sure. And to be completely honest with you guys, Quinn and Williams has had nothing to do with the Jets' defense this year. He's been a non-factor. Yeah. He's been the Jets' third-best defensive lineman. Even his brother's out there making plays. Yeah. It, it, you can't tell me John Franklin Myers hasn't been the best player in the Jets' defense this year. Oh, easily, yeah. He's, he's a monster. Mosley looked great uh, yesterday, too, which was phenomenal to see. And he better be on this team next year. There better not be any, you know, penny-pinching or trading him for a six-round pick. No, no, no enough it's not like we're the best drafting team in the league either especially after that 2020 draft you better keep a good player that's a big leader on this team that should be part of the solution going forward um but yeah Quint, back to Quinn and Williams he looks like the third best defensive lineman guys you have Franklin Myers obviously and Sheldon Rankins who had a sack on Sunday and he's looking like a pretty good signing I must say he's been applying pressure you know getting getting involved in the run game it, he's been a pleasant surprise but Q's just hasn't been a factor in um, I believe he had his fifth-year option picked up, or is he due this year to have the fifth-year option picked up in the offseason? I, th- I think this year is the, yeah. the fifth-year option. Just, yeah. I- I'm not seeing a guy that should be making north of $15 million a year. Uh, I'm just not seeing it. Am I, am I being a little uh, too down here? But I don't know, man. I think the, the injury, coming back from the injury, he hasn't. I don't think he played in the preseason at all. I think that could be contributing to it. I mean, I I feel like he's getting some pressure at times, but it's just not converting to sacks. But I don't know, man. He was getting mauled by that guy Andrews on Sunday. I, I just don't think I'm ready to make a decision yet on his play. I it hasn't looked great. I'm I'll be we'll, we'll be honest here, but I want to give him some more time just because he hasn't really played much um leading up to this. I think he'll get going. He's got to give him some time. Yeah, but guys, the whole – okay, he didn't have a preseason, but there's guys in the league that don't – the Rams don't even play their guys in the preseason. Yeah, but he's coming off – You're right. What, foot, a foot surgery? Yeah, like, foot. Okay, uh, I get it. It's fair enough. But at what point do we draw the line in this day and say, okay, you know what, we need to start seeing some results? Week four or five. Week yeah, four, five. I mean, hopefully, hopefully sooner, yeah. but yeah. – I don't know, man. If you tell me uh, as a – rational person john franklin myers for eight million dollars a year or quinn williams for 16 million dollars a year it's not even a freaking thought in my mind what this team should be doing yeah the way it looks now like you're definitely right but i just want to give him some time to get going see what he can do yeah i I don't know man it's a new defense too i mean i don't know how how much different it really is on him but it is a new defense yeah, well, this this new defense was supposed to favor his skill set. Yeah. This was supposed yeah. to be his defense. So, 
the excuses are running out and I hope I'm wrong. I was very critical of him going into last year. I'll admit it. I, I kind of wanted to trade him because I thought that he was a bust, a disappointment, but we'll see, man. I mean, he, other than last year, hasn't really shown much in the NFL. I, I think people need to just halt a little bit on Quinn and Williams here. I really do. I mean, they were so quick to run Leonard Williams out of town. I think we've seen more. We saw more from Leonard Williams in his first three years of the league than Quinton Williams. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just being uh, annoying. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm just trying to start things. But I time will tell. Yes, time will tell. So uh, before we move on to next week's game against the Denver Broncos, uh, who look like the old Orange Crush Denver Broncos, so next week should be fun. Uh, let's get into some report cards. Let's start first with the offense just a letter grade on it f Ooh, i'll say a d i'm gonna go with the d minus um because they did run the ball effectively uh coaching is a separate category here um but yeah d minus i thought the, the the offensive line looked a little bit better van roten still stinks um but fant looked okay at left tackle mcgovern got better uh than from week one and uh moses who I, I still don't know how he wasn't starting week one. Um, looked pretty good, too. And Elijah Vera Tucker also uh, was much better than he was. Well, he couldn't get any worse than he was week one. So I'm, I'm seeing something there. Uh, the defense. B plus. I was going to roll with the B plus, too. I'm going with the B. I need to see some more turnovers. I respect that. Yeah, I feel you. And the reason I want F for offense is you got to score touchdowns, man. This is the NFL. I know all of it falls on Zach and different components of the offense did look good. Like, I, I definitely agree, but you got to score points. A D minus is technically still a no. failing grade. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Pretty much yeah. the same thing. And uh, I think yeah. he ran the ball well, too. Just four turnovers and not yeah. scoring a touchdown. That's... That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, special teams. Let me start off with this one. F. Wow. It gets an F. D plus. You didn't see the kicker? <laughs> no, but we kind of – he had some good returns. And, and he, Okay, you know what? I, I changed sure. my grade. I changed my grade. D. I'll do a D as well. Coaching. This one I won't change. <laughs> F. D. F. I'll do a D plus. The defense looks uh, see, but NFL-like. Okay, but the thing is, the, here's the thing that I want to get to, that everyone um, is just – Salah should not be exonerated here for how this offense looks. Like, we signed up for a CEO type of coach. Um, everybody was all like, whoa, Ulbrich's going to run the defense and LaFleur is going to be running the offense, but Salah's going to have his nose in all the departments of the game. He's really going to be a game manager. His thumbprints are going to be all over this team. So if that's the case, why can't he get on the headset and go, yo, Mike, uh, our quarterback here is making his second start against Bill Belichick. Why don't we try running the ball? Let's try some screen passes. I mean, how creative were those screen passes that New England were doing with James White? I, I think he's still running around all over our defense. So w where's that with Michael Carter or, or any of our other running backs? So, yeah, um, that's, that falls on Salah, too. You're a head coach. It starts with you and it ends with you. You're going to get all the blame. You're going to get all the praise. So you got to just say to him, like, yo, enough with these complex passing routes and bootlegs where our quarterback is just throwing it up and praying that 
it doesn't go to the other jersey because he's getting rushed and no one's getting open. So, um, you know, we, we can't exonerate him there. And then there's the Denzel Mims mess that I want to get to, which, um, by the way, uh, DJ Bianame of the uh, New York Daily News, we've had him on before. He's a great guy. He does a great job. I took over the Twitter account. I think it was on Sunday night during the game, and he, he's completely wrong. I, I just I would love to have him on here to talk about it. Um, I don't think he's understanding what we're saying here. We don't think Mims will make this offense into a complete – we're not going to turn into the Chiefs because of Denzel Mims, but what good is it to have Keelan Cole and Jeff Smith playing meaningful snaps for this football team this year? If this year is not about wins and losses, when the game is 20-6 to six, – what the hell is – why can't Mims play? If, if this is a developmental year, why can't the second-round pick from last year be developing this year? How is he going to develop playing on the freaking scout team? How? So, you know what? It, and, and Jet fans saying, oh, you got to trust LaFleur, Salah. What the hell have they proven in this league? And we got to trust the Jets organization? The same Jets – we haven't been to the playoffs in 10 years. Why, why should we trust this organization? Do they, do they really know that much more than us fans? It's just ridiculous, man. Some people sometimes just – they, they want to just believe these things, and they just put this all in their brains. But Mim should be playing, bottom line. Definitely agree with that. Um, couldn't have said it better myself. I just feel like we're starting off the season already on the same track we did last year. And we all know that we're not probably not making the playoffs unless something crazy happens. Why are we basically playing the guys on one-year contracts rather than developing our draft class from last year, which has not looked great at all, if we're being honest here. So that that also falls on Joe Douglas. So we shall see. Yeah, and I know we've been hearing patience for so long. Oh, it's We're sick of it. So, like, these coaches have to earn our belief in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, we hope they're, they're the right guys for the job, but they have to earn this. And we do have a rookie offensive coordinator, and we have a rookie quarterback, obviously, getting thrust into a two-win situation from last year. So you really do have to stay patient. And the whole Denzel Mim stuff is just an absolute mess. I don't know how anybody believes what these coaches are saying because it's definitely deeper than what they're saying. You do not put a second-round pick on the bench who averaged 15.5 yards a catch with Adam Gase and Sam Donald in all-time bad offense. You can't find some plays for him, and you make him inactive? That is egregious and blasphemous. Yeah. It's not even like when Mims plays, he's terrible. Like, that's yeah, the best. he's not dropping <laughs> balls, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate to break it to, to Mike LaFleur and, and DJ, but uh, the best player of the year has come at the hands of Denzel Mims. It, it really has. <laughs> it's crazy. I, it's so crazy. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, the, the offense has scored what? They scored four, they've scored 20 points all year in two games. We can't spare Denzel Mims to get 20 snaps a game. We, we can't find – we can't take away from Keelan Cole, the almighty Keelan Cole. Who was – I don't know where he was on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where was he? And we can't take away from Jeff Smith, who I thought we would just get rid of and out of our lives forever after Adam Gase, but he's somehow back. Oh, but don't worry, guys. The special teams – Jeff Smith and his one snap of special teams is what got him to dress. I mean, just give me a break. If you, I don't know how you believe this stuff. I really don't. It's crazy. I really don't. But DJ, the line, come on whenever you want. I would love to have you on. We'd love to talk to you. Seriously, because this, this, I don't understand it. So, I don't know. What do I know? Time will tell. I mean, if 
what do you think is going to happen? Is Denzel going to rot away inactive? They're going to release him, trade him? Like uh, they'll probably trade him to the Saints, and he'll look good. Or yeah. uh, you know, probably cut to the him. Packers. They'll probably. Or the Packers, or they'll probably cut him, and the Patriots will pick him up, and you know the rest. So, whatever. But don't worry, we should give this organization the benefit of the doubt because they've given us all this great football over the last ten years. It's just been nothing but phenomenal memories and just unforgettable things. Seriously, how 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 do we dare to question anything? The Almighty Joe Douglas, who drafted James Morgan in the fourth round last year, (laughs) how dare we? (laughs) Seriously, how can we do that? Crazy. And, and the Some guy of these that, fans are delusional. Yeah, and then you you want to know that even want to know the best part about Mims? <laughs> All these people saying how good Douglas is and how Mims isn't very good. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but when the Jets were sitting there at the 48th overall pick last year, right? I think it was 48, right? Uh, yeah. Regardless, wasn't that kid Claypool that the Steelers took last year sitting there for the Jets to take, and the Jets traded down to draft a backup quarterback? And Jabari Zuniga, who's on the practice squad, what what wasn't Claypool there, or is is that a figment of my imagination? You're speaking facts. He was hand chosen. Yeah, hand chosen by the by the Almighty <laughs> himself. What do we know? What do we know? We're ju- we're just negative oh, fans, I, you know. <laughs> so crazy. We're just negative fans, man. Faster, stronger, greener. We're bringing that mantra back. <laughs> ridiculous so let, let's move forward here um the denver broncos on the road the jets uh going to the west coast has never been a uh welcome thing on the schedule for us uh denver is 2-0 they took it to the giants week one at metlife stadium last week uh you know who did they play again last week the jaguars jag oh well i forgot i was sitting there because <laughs> from the game it's all blurry so Teddy Bridgewater's playing good football. Um, their tight end, Noah Fant, is progr- – I really like Noah Fant. Um, Cortland Sutton's a big player for them. They have two good running backs, Williams, Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy's hurt. They can score points. And then their defense, Bradley Chubb, will miss the game on Sunday. He's got multiple games out. So, you know, Von Miller's still there. Uh, Patrick Sertan, the cornerback. So they have some guys with the defensive-minded head coach, Vic Fangio. Uh, what are you guys looking for on Sunday? That that defense, man, scares me. They're going to be at home. I think it's their first home game of the year. It is. They were at Jacksonville yeah. Yeah, last week, and then they are at – oh, God. That that, <laughs> crowd, that crowd is going to be insane. That defense is going to be pumped. Um, I guess I'm just looking forward to see how, how the offense progresses from last week. But this is, this is a in, – in my book, this is an automatic L, but we'll see. Yeah, simply put, I'm just looking for the Zach bounce back. Obviously, it's a tough defense. Don't try to do too much. Make the easy throws. Let's try to establish the run game like we did last week. And, you know, let's let's try to score some touchdowns. <laughs> My whole thing is I'm very curious to look at the pass protection here. Um, and they need to get rid of the ball quick. Yeah. Let Zach have less time to throw the ball to the other team. Just get rid of the ball. Throw some out routes, some slip screens, some anything. Just <laughs> Come up with something, some reverses, maybe a little bit of trickery. Uh, who knows? Um, but, yes, uh, just protect the kid. Don't let him fail. Um, don't ask him to do too much. And who knows? Um, you might find a way to pull this off if 
we don't turn the ball over and our defense continues to play the way that it has. I think, I think Denver's offense is a lot better than people would like to acknowledge. I think Bridgewater is a lot better than people think. Um, last year, he was pretty damn good in Carolina. I, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, he supported two fantasy fantasy I don't I keep bringing up fantasy but they both had over a thousand yards last year so nice. clearly he can throw the ball so um definitely curious to watch that um I don't know man this just has the feeling of I can't wait till the game is over uh, <laughs> I really can't find many ways for the Jets to win this game I'm trying to be positive here but I'm just hoping for a non-embarrassment um on Sunday and then regroup with the Titans game the next week Looking for a competitive, competitive game. If we somehow get the win, obviously we'll be excited. But I'd be shocked. Yeah, God's <laughs> <laughs> yes. not on our side. No, if it was at MetLife Stadium, okay, you know what, maybe. But no, going there. Um, I mean, they're an eleven-point underdog, so that that kind of sums up the whole story there. Yeah, please just be competitive. You know, that's uh. Really not asking for much at this point. And and to the people out there, it's not even like we're being negative. It's kind of obviously I expected the season to go to start a little bit better, but I expected them not to play great until about like Thanksgiving time when they finally get some games together and they start hitting their stride. It wasn't about making the playoffs this year. It's about seeing an improvement and at the end of the year finally feel like we got it right with our quarterback, our coaching staff. We can't be feeling like this the way we do right now, week 17, or else we have a major problem. So we are being patient, but we're judging the results that we've seen so far, and the results have been bad. Is that unfair? No, not, not at all. all. Not at all. Yeah. It's brutal, guys, but um, I, I'm not ready to jump ship. I'm not. I, I'm concerned, but about this – more so concerned about the, the offensive coordinator than anything else. I think the quarterback and the coach will be fine. But this, this coordinator, I think he has good ideas, but he doesn't have the right feel yet of calling a game because he's a first-time play caller. If Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's why, you know, obviously I'm, I'm happy we have Zach, but it's like kind of like what Denver's doing with like a guy like maybe that's what we needed this year was to kind of build up the rest of this football team and – Kind of like a – I don't want Zach – now, I'm not saying – I get it. You know, you were picking two. You kind of had to take a quarterback. But it's almost like at the same time, would things be looking a lot better if they decided to maybe wait a year or two to get their franchise quarterback to bring a kid in to a lot better of a situation rather than kind of a similar situation that we gave Sam and let this coach – let the first-time coaching staff kind of learn how to be coaches and not have to worry about the quarterback so much because he's kind of done it before. And they can kind of learn to be coaches first before we had a quarterback and a coach learning at the same time. But I don't know. I get. I, I'm I'm just talking out of my ass. But that, I no, thought it, about it. I'm not it lying. I, I thought about it. I did think about it. I have a question. I have a question for you. If Teddy Bridgewater made the team when Sam Darnold was here and he was our starting quarterback, would things be different? No. I'm. I, no. 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 Um, I'm not saying that, but I was just thinking like I wasn't even talking about because I think Zach playing is beneficial. I'm not like it's not like I'm saying they should have you know Gardner Minshew here and let because Zach's not going to get any better watching some schlep throw interceptions. That's not happening. 
But I was just saying, like, obviously we love Zach. I'm not saying that this is what they should have done, but I did think about this reality where maybe it would have been better just not to draft a quarterback this year and to trade back from two and make the team better and then let this coaching staff learn. And then when we have a quarterback here, we finally have some experience on the coaching staff. The offensive coordinator knows how to call a game. Everybody's not learning together. But it's like one of those scenarios where it's going to get ugly. It's it's like building a house. It looks ugly before it gets pretty. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I I don't know. That's a it's it crossed it's not my the mind. Craziest ideas. Yeah. It's, it's not that crazy. I mean, it's kind of like what Detroit is doing. Because Detroit, I got news for you. They suck. Don't get it twisted, but they are they're really well coached. Like they're a well coached team. I I see the plan there. And Goff isn't obviously winning them any games right now, but the coaching staff is learning and they're building the rest. Their offensive line is good. They they yeah. they can protect the quarterback on that team. That quarterback when he goes and plays for the Detroit Lions has a good offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn, an experienced play caller, a good wall to protect him. They just need some receivers, and they have a good running back. They have two good running backs, one of which should be on the freaking Jets right now, but we signed Tevin Coleman. That's a whole different story right there. But I'd be lying to say it didn't cross my mind to see what that might have looked like because we keep doing this. We keep bringing these kids in here and starting them right away, and it just hasn't been working. Yeah, I hope I hope to God this I hope to God yeah. this guy works. But <laughs> we just we just got to break the cycle because we've been in a cycle for quite some time. I will say it is very relieving to see the other rookies also looking like rookies because it would absolutely suck seeing Justin Fields lighting up the league right now, looking like the way Kyler Murray looks or Trey Lance looking how Kyler looks. Thank God that hasn't happened yet. Um, because it did suck. It did suck at Sam's rookie year when Baker was doing so good. And then there was Sam. And then there's Josh Allen the next year looking great. And we had Sam. So hopefully we don't feel that way with Zach because it hasn't happened just yet. But I don't know, man. I don't know. He's had a good half of football so far out of the four quarters that he's played. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And Joe Burrow threw three straight picks in his game. And, and, Jake, and, uh, and Trevor Lawrence, he he's not been looking good either. What was your what was your reaction to the third pick in the second half when Zach threw that? Uh, that was the one that he threw basically like he was throwing to J.C. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw it from my as soon as it left. I'm just like, oh. I'm just like, what what is he what is he doing? Does he think does <laughs> It looked like he, he looked like freaking how Jameis looked uh, with the Bucks, where it just looked like he was throwing it to the other team on purpose. So I don't know, man. He's but he is learning. He's learning. So you can clearly tell that the game is a little fast for him right now, clearly, and that he's learning. You know how much zip to put on passes. He's learning about the speed of the windows. I get all that. I'm not saying that the Jets should have. I, I, we're not here saying, oh damn, I wish the Jets were starting Josh Johnson or they had a veteran quarterback. Yes, maybe Zach Wilson would have benefited from waiting a little bit and learning, but I personally don't think that matters. I think it's better off that you have the kid out there, but when he's out there, freaking protect him and put him, put him in the right situations, and we just haven't done that. 
I don't think Zach, if you look at how the Jets are calling games, it's exactly how like a team like Kansas City calls games or Green Bay. Seriously. They're yeah. not making life easy for the kid. And they're they're treating him like a seasoned vet when he's when he's still learning how to become a quarterback. But that's what happens when you have a coordinator learned learning how to be a coordinator still. Exactly. I want to see more more uh creative plays with Elijah Moore too. Like everything's downfield for him. Like get him open in space, like some easy routes. Yeah, I think Crowder is going to be a big part yeah. of the offense when he gets back. I think they really missed that element right there. The, it would be nice to have freaking Mims out there, but whatever. With Keelan Cole. <laughs> Keelan <laughs> Cole and Jeff Smith, zero catches. <laughs> but Sal, Sal I, that, that's the thing, man. Sal, I, I like Sal as a coach. I'm glad he's here. But, bro, that's such a horseshit answer. Excuse my language. Like, it really is such a horrible yeah. answer. I agree. Like special teams, like that's why you're keeping your second round pick inactive. Like, come on. And, and I'm telling you, people can't blame LaFleur for the offense. Salah deserves blame too. He's a head coach. And I I don't want to, um, you know, say this. Maybe this isn't the best time, but this is kind of why I wanted to bring in an offensive-minded head coach because at least the offense, we know – had some experience behind it. Like, if they hired Joe Brady, who's looking pretty damn good right now, at least we have an experienced play caller that's run a high-powered offense, or Brian Dayball from the Bills. I don't know. It's true, but let's not hit the panic button just yet. I'm not doing that, but I'm just saying that, like, this is why I felt this way in the offseason. I think we we all were. Yeah, we all wanted to go in that direction. I feel like a lot of people wanted to, and then once Salah was brought in, they were like, yep, this is who I wanted all along. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. but when, when we first started this process, Salah was not a guy where I was like, they have to hire at all costs, but I wouldn't necessarily, you know, defend the team. <laughs> like, if they hired Adam Gase again. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the point where these coaches just have to earn it. I'm not going to be like a – day one believer like no fanboy homer you know and we never have been we we've always been saying we need to see it first but we like what we hear we like what we you know we were seeing until they started playing the actual games um but no i agree with you guys and you know people are gonna slam us and think we're bad fans or whatever but just sick and tired of freaking losing man like how how many more seasons of, of embarrassment can you people take before you start getting angry and not realizing everything that the team does is great. Longest playoff drought in the NFL right now. It's, em- it's embarrassing. Like it's, every, I don't know about shame. you guys. Yeah. It's such a shame because MetLife was rocking, man, and they rocking. couldn't even score a touchdown for us. No, and they ran the freaking ball three straight times, the, the best chance they had. They literally just said, F you fans, we're not even trying. We just want to get on the bus and go home. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but every team I root for are winners. So I'm. This is. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like they're winners. Like this is. Even Lorenzo, no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All like this is pain. just like freaking like ripping chest hairs off me. Like, God, get better. It's pain. It's like, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. No. But um, before we wrap up, it has become a new a lot of positive feedback about this. Maybe we should just go strictly. Um, just analyzing betting lines and, and not talking about our favorite football team because we've gotten more 
positive feedback to, uh, on our gambling segment to close off the show than uh, our actual jet segment. So it's interesting there. Best time of the week, football picks. Two each. If you listened to us last week, the good news is you didn't lose money. The bad news, you didn't win money. We Each of us went one and one. But as I say all the time, no lost money is one money. So, yeah. Give us a whirl again here. So, um, who wants to go first to share their two picks for the week? I'll start it off. Uh, I got Giants minus three at home versus the Falcons. Um, Falcons do not look great at all. And it is Eli Manning's, like, retirement ceremony or something like that. So, I feel like the Giants uh, win on those type of events. So, Giants minus three. And then I got Panthers minus eight against the Texans and their third quarterback of the year man the texans what a mess but <laughs> I, i'll i'm gonna take the colts at titans they're getting five and a half points you know owing two. that's a well-coached team that's a good team i think they'll get their first win of the season and who else do i have i have the cardinals seven and a half so they have to cover that and at, at jaguars jaguars also owing two. they look pretty bad and car cards are two and oh and Kyler looks very good, so I'll be taking the cards. Yeah, I'm going with a little bit of smaller lines here. I love uh, Minnesota at 0-2 at home uh, to pick up their first win of the year. They're a plus-two underdog. I like that there against Seattle, um, who isn't the same away from the 12th man. And uh, also give me the Rams, who are now plus-one after opening as a minus-one favorite against Tom Brady. I know betting against Tom Brady is never the smartest of ideas, but – I think the Rams have the right formula to take down the Bucks, And um, I also think uh, the stadium, uh, SoFi, is going to be absolutely rocking. And I feel like in the past, Sean McVay has gotten his teams up for games like this against quality opponents. So I, I'm really confident about the Rams there. So that'll do it. Everybody, be good. Always great talking. It's not always exactly what you want to hear, but sometimes what you need to hear Hopefully we make some money this weekend and we see a Jets surprising victory. Everybody be good. And always at the end of the day, it is go Jets, no matter what. Take it easy.